Sorry I'm late, John. I was driving home from work. Not driving home for Christmas? Far too early for that. What is going on with your head? Your hair? You've had your hair cut. Lockdown hair! I finally had my hair cut. I went to Gary Hatto's in Chippenham, and I literally walked in, and he was the last person to cut my hair before lockdown. I said to him, I want Damon Albarn 90s choppy hair. And I got short back and sides! I've I've got, yeah, mine's way over the years. But then this is about normal length for me, so... Lockdown's not affecting my hairstyle, because I only get it cut twice a year anyway. This is the Sheer Isolation Podcast. It's presented by Kieran Moore and John Ponting. Just to prove the fact that I literally rushed here from work, I'm still wearing my work's uniform. Oh, you got a <laughs> uniform. I'm still Go wearing on. my jacket. I did, literally, I have, when I sat down, I had my lanyard on still. I, I've literally just walked in through the door, sat down and gone, Go! Um, I, I appreciate you jumping on straight away. You must be starving. Yeah, I was, uh, I, I was really tired. And last week I was really tired. And I, when I started talking to Claire, I got really pumped up and I was really happy. Because I rushed, that last bit was really rush, rush, rush. I got pumped up because I was rushing. So I'm really in the zone again now. Oh, nice. Okay. That means we're going to rattle through these links without too many distractions. Hey. Not at all. Because my, I got in and my family are eating burritos in the living room. I looked around the door and I was like, where's mine? And Dylan was like, you're lucky I didn't eat it. But it's in the kitchen. I've got to go heat it up again. It's just like, ah, I can oh. smell burrito, but I can't eat it. This is the Sheer Isolation Podcast. Hello again. Welcome back. If this is your first time, welcome for the first time. That doesn't make much sense. <laughs> if it's your seventh time, then why have you watched the other three? <laughs> what number are we up to, John? I've forgotten. We're up to 16, 15? Knock it out of the park. We're coming up to four months, which is uh, quite impressive considering we just started this on the first week of lockdown. And, and like, this is now a permanent fixture of our lives. It is now. I, I, I really enjoy it. I've, I've been thinking about who, who can we get? What's the next angle? Who's the next person? And we were saying a couple of weeks ago that we've been pretty male-centric and we need to get some more ladies talking. So last week we had Claire, this week we've had Ali, and next week we've got Courtney Brock from Spilt Milk magazine. So we're going to have three women on the bounce and all of them got interesting parts, pl- parts to play within the local music community. So I think we're doing all right. I mean, I'm enjoying this. Don't say three women on the bounce. Oh, okay. Sorry. Really poor choice of words, but at least I said it innocently. Yes, you. And then <laughs> my filthy mind has been worn down Roughly. with the internet, and yeah, I can't. Uh, yeah, it's awful. But yeah, as you mentioned, uh, this week our, our guest is Alison Huswit, who's a, a singer-songwriter uh, based in Nailsworth, who uh, is quite heavy on on the open mic scene, not just uh, around Nailsworth, but kind of all over all over Wiltshire and beyond, really. So we're going to be chatting to her about uh, what she's been up to this year. I'm kind of taken over this podcast, Karen, because I've also got to pick the track this week as well, which is another one of my open micers. So for those who don't know, back in 2006, um, I started doing open mics around Wiltshire and the Cotswolds. Alison started coming from open mic number three and rarely missed one since. But the first track that we're going to play is from a guy who came to my very first open mic. He had never played in public before, and he's gone on to regularly support the Wurzels. He has become the Wurzels' number one support choice, and that is Corky. At the time, he was doing kind of more serious ballady stuff, and now he's got on to, to stuff like uh, what we're going to play, which is Ginster's Paradise. Ginster's Paradise. Excellent. Take it away, Corky. Mm-hmm. 
as I walk through the valley in the shadow of Dyson. Take a look at the land and realise I got a fight on. Cause each little acre from here to Saint just needs keeping and loving by us all. Now I ain't just talking about the west of the Tamar Cause to me it's all cool From the forest down the pool We're all in it together Drive our tractors forever Letting them think we ain't clever They're the fools So let's see the girl lush The god has given us Go crazy sing the praises All the stingers and the daisies Don't forget the pasties The cheddar, cheddar and the ale, ale And the cider inside your insides nope. We've been spending most our lives Living in a Ginster's paradise Keep spending most our lives Living in a Ginster's paradise Been spending most our lives Living in a Ginster's paradise Been spending most our lives Living in a Ginster's paradise Now I try not to be rude or crude or intrude But let me bust some myths and give you thoughts and food Cause when they be talking about some north-south divide They get it wrong every time Look at us down the wrong line Don't go lumping us in with southern softies That eat and rifles Home counties have it alls we know what it's like to lose the factories and mines The only difference is we don't go on about it all the time And all you income runners from suburbia You need a second home truth and that might disturb you The post office, pubs and shops are all gone In the week, empty streets and you've gone back to London Been spending most our lives living in a Ginster's paradise Keep spending most our lives living in a Ginster's paradise Been spending most our lives living in a Ginster's paradise been spending most our lives living in a Ginster's paradise. Don't get me wrong, this is a celebration of all that is lush about the West Country nation, the sun, sand, sea, space, all that room from Cranbourne Chase to huh, Ilfracoom. I've loved it all my life, love it now. And Trekley, I ain't selling nothing to you. No, no, you get me no market employ, no trip about my acres. Show Charlie, what the f you sound like you're from Jamaica. I ain't faking it, I love the summit chronic. Put a rocket in your grocker box and make it supersonic. Realize the proper job, original and best. Take your daps at the others. Celebrate the West, yeah. Been spending most our lives living in a Ginster's paradise. Spending most our lives living in a Ginster's paradise. Been spending most our lives living in a Ginster's paradise. Keep spending most our lives living in a Ginster's paradise. Been spending most our lives living in a Ginster's paradise. Keep spending most our lives living in a Ginster's paradise. Been spending most our lives living in a Ginster's paradise. Keep spending most our lives living in a Ginster's paradise. Corky played a lot of early shows in his career. Roughly the same times. So obviously, he played for you first, and then he he did Swindon, and he started doing Devizes a lot with with me. I've got a really early recording of that very song on my SoundCloud. I've got I think I've got three of three of his tracks, and they're all on there. Uh-huh. He is such a lovely guy. He often plays with Professor Elemental, and when Professor Elemental does his, um, he does like this sort of chap, and he tends to be like the professor and slightly sort of Victorian, a kind of stiff upper lip kind of guy. And then when he plays a Corky, he pretends that Corky is like his, his servant slave kind of um, serf. And they do, he, so he's just like the farmer. And then like, he's all like, my lord, my lord. And he, it, they work together so well. It's such fun watching those two support each other. We have done that show quite a few times, but it never gets boring. It's always interesting. I don't think I've seen that combo. I've seen Corky and uh, Gentleman Rhymer together, which is a good night. Professor Elemental is another level. They interact so well because they watch each other's sets and they genuinely like each other's music. And it's very easy for them to 
that just watch and yeah and interact and it's the audience love it as well which is why it's always fun <laughs> for, anyway. for those uh, pub quizzes out there obviously that track was ginster's paradise which was a cover of coolio's gangster's paradise which in turn was a cover of stevie wonder's pastime paradise there you go not no i did not know that there we go <laughs> right john i've got some product placement this week go on then i, I can see yes it's Spilt Milk magazine. So as I mentioned a moment ago about um, Courtney Brock, who is going to come and chat to us next week about writing fanzines, about being a photographer, about working at 2000 Trees, and then many other things. Um, this is her latest fanzine, and it's just fantastic. There's a feature on here from about All Is About, about their latest single, which we played last week. No, we didn't, the week before. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. And there's all sorts of stuff in there. It's just really well presented. It's got a lot of love in there and they really love what they're doing. And the quality of the fanzine has improved every time they've done one. So I've got one that's perhaps a little bit more ropey. This is so well put together, so well pr- printed and produced. So it really is a work of art. They cost £5. I always buy them when she puts the post up and she reminds people and I go, oh, I must buy that. And I do. So Spilt Milk Magazine, they're coming next week, but I got it in the post a couple of days ago. So there you go. Cool. Lovely job. And what, what's that one behind you there? Just a box. And this is also a record that I got in. As, as I was setting up, I noticed it on my turntable. So I haven't actually opened it yet. So I'm opening it now. And it's a 10-inch from OK Pilots. They're a band from Exeter. They're a punk band. A bit like Hot Water Music, that kind of punk. Very, very good. 10-inch. I thought this, this, this was released 10 years ago. I thought it was out of print and sold out. And I just came across the German record label's website that ha- basically had stock of it. I'm delighted. Sweet. Well done. Nice, nice find. Right. It, and there he's dropped it. Right. It's time to introduce our, our guest for the week. So uh, this week's guest uh, is a friend of mine I've known for years and years because, as I say, she came to one of my very first open mic nights. And uh, we, we keep bumping into each other at gigs ever since. So it's uh, Alison Huswitz, who's uh, a regular at many open mics. So we just thought we'd catch up with her because she's... Uh, as with everyone who plays uh, open mics, you haven't seen much of them lately because there's no open mics going on. Some people have gone virtual, other people are just writing or practicing or doing other things. So uh, here's what Alison had to say. I'm going to start, Alison, just by kind of going back in time a little bit because I remember you came to our very third 414 Project open mic night. I did, yes. It was at the Vale of the White Horse in Mindy, and then 10 years of open mics and I don't think you missed one since. Yeah, you're, you're very oh, prolific my- when it comes to open mic. I might have done the odd one, missed the odd one or two when I was away on holiday. I mean, I'm not as prolific as that with everybody else, but the ones that you ran were just lovely. The other musicians were nice. The audience was, were lovely. The pubs were usually great. You know, we had a couple of weird ones where we were squashed into the Skittle Alley, but mostly they were lovely places to play and nice audiences. So it was fun. That, that is the ultimate, that's what every promoter tries to achieve, what you yeah. just described there. Yeah. So, as I was saying, you, you obviously come good to my open mics, and now I don't do them anymore. But you you have been going to sort of other ones quite yes. regularly, and, and yeah. I think you're quite a well known face, not just on like the Stroud scene, but all over the place. You're quite happy to travel for an open mic, aren't you? Yeah, I, I sort of flit about a bit. I mean, I pro- probably do the Stroud ones less than some of the other ones I do. I mean, I particularly often go to Avebury because that, again, like the ones that you used to run, was a is a particularly friendly one, and it's a very really listening audience there i mean some some places you go you think you might as well be a jukebox but avebury is a is a listening audience and also you never know who else is going to be there you get everyone from the arch druid to people reading poetry to people playing the most amazing musical instruments that you never see anywhere else so it's lovely 
what, what I'm thinking is that after lockdown, we're going to see, I'm expecting there's going to be a bit of a surge of people who have learned to musician in the last few months, learned, yes. learned a musical yes. instrument in the last few months, yeah. who are going to want to start kind of performing in public and coming out to things for the yeah. first time. So what kind of advice would you be looking to, to give people who are kind of at, at that initial stage and wanting to progress? I think just don't be afraid. Most open mics, even if you decide it's it's not the one for you because it doesn't suit your music, there's very few that you go to where people aren't friendly and helpful. And I, I think one of the biggest mistakes people sometimes make is they start off by apologising for their performance before they've even started because they're new and they're a bit anxious. And I think what you've got to remember is that there are 90% of people in the world who will never have the courage to actually get up and be on that stage and do that performance and everybody flubs and, and everybody even if you've been doing it a long time you still get those nerves and you'll have an off evening I mean I, ha- I have an evening sometime where I come home and I think well I wasn't really happy with that at all so I, th- I think the best thing is just go for it and just enjoy it that's the other thing don't get so wound up that you don't enjoy playing I think that's absolutely true. As a promoter, I get nervous between every show before every show that I yeah. do, no matter what. Everybody suffers from nerves, it's that, and that's nothing to be embarrassed about. Some no. people embrace it. Some people really enjoy that kind of precipice moment. For me, it just makes me need to go for a wee. So. <laughs> Well, I suppose that's the other thing I should say is always make sure you know when you're going on and that you've been for a wee because the last thing you want is those nerves to be getting the better of you and you think, oh, I must go to the loo. And then they go, oh, now it's your turn because that's that's really not what you want. That's actually true as well because as a stage manager, the last thing I want is when I say to someone, you've got to be on stage in two minutes is they say, I'm just going to go for a wee and a fag first. Yeah. No, yeah. you're on stage no. in two minutes. So you're too late. No. You've <laughs> yeah, the, num- the number of open mics I've been to where they've said, oh, there's so-and-so, where- where's so-and-so? And of course, so-and-so's just nipped off to the loo. So I, th- I think sort of being prepared, but like you say, not letting the nerves get the better of you because ev- everybody gets nervous. I, I notice so often that somebody will, they'll either apologise before they start, which is not a good thing because you're almost saying to people, I'm not worth listening to, or they'll make a little mistake and they'll break off and apologise and probably nobody else noticed or if they yes. did they just think oh well it's their first time or if if sometimes it does go occasionally horribly wrong and you start off in the wrong key and it's way too high just say oops wrong key because that happens to everybody at some yeah. point as well and don't be afraid to say oh you know i've started off in the wrong key i'll start that again and you, you've said to me in the past that you're a bit of a technophobe and you're quite new to this zooming <laughs> thing so you've, you've not tried any of these online open mics or online gigs you know have you you've kind of parked um, the guitar for a few months yeah, well, I haven't part the guitar. I've been doing some practicing, and I've been, I've been trying to do some videos to see whether I could upload videos. But I suppose videos make you more. Having said about not being too self-critical, when you video yourself, you become self-critical because you notice some of the flips. And also, I think you have to be in the right mood. I haven't. Wouldn't say I've been depressed because of what's been happening, but I definitely haven't. Some of the male musicians I know have been like, "We, I'm going to upload another song, and upload another song, and another song, and another song." And I haven't, I just haven't really felt like that. I haven't felt that I wanted to do much. So I've I've been keeping my hand in and rehearsing, but not really actually putting up much of it up or sharing it. I think Kieran's been at the brunt of the full force of a lot of people uploading stuff and streaming stuff, yes. haven't you, mate? It's, yeah, it's been horrific. Trying to keep up with it is a nightmare. I've actually yeah. stopped trying to keep up with it now. If yeah. I miss something, I, at the beginning I was like, oh no, I've missed that. And now I'm like, yeah. well... well it's, just, it's been a bit like a tsunami, you know, because there's all, been, the, yeah. all, 
there's all these open virtual open mics yeah. of various kinds in fact on a can't it's friday or a tuesday there's about three different open mics that i've got coming at me from different directions and i mean and some of the stuff's very good and some some of the music that's up is very good but there aren't enough hours in the day basically to sit and listen to it all it just doesn't doesn't work it's, it's, it's a different way of engaging with it as well it's not the yeah. same experience so you have to kind of adjust oh. the way you experience it as well yeah. I, I find if i'm relaxed so maybe I mean, the lights are low in the living room and I've got a drink or something and I can sit back yeah. and relax. I enjoy it so much more than if I'm just sat at the dinner, I mean, sat at the table, maybe eating my dinner, listening to it. Totally, it's not yeah. the same. It doesn't work. I'm, I'm sure I will engage with it at some point because I think it's going to be a long time before there's much live music and I'm getting more confident with things like Zoom and with recording stuff. But I'm, I'm just not ready for it at the moment, I don't think. Uh, so you're in Stroud, aren't you? Uh, what's, yeah. what, what do you? What's the scene like there? What do you know of the scene in Stroud? Obviously, there's a very well-known folk club at Minchin Hampton with a lot of very, very good musicians. I think that group of musicians has tried to keep going. And, and there's some musicians called the Peaky Blinders who are very well-known locally. And they've been working on a on a CD, which I think has just been launched and trying to sort out whether they can have a launch for that. And then we've got a pub a bit further over called the Carpenter's Arms at Miserden. And there's a big folk scene and music scene around there. And then, of course, the, the, there's a very famous pub, which John will know in Stroud, the Prince Albert, which is, again, another sort of centre of a lot of music. I mean, there, there's just so much around here. I think I think normally when times are, are normal, you, you could go to an open mic every night of the week and then some because the okay. ship at Brimscombe has a, has a folk night and, and the various other pubs have open mic nights and, and activities. I realised it was that fertile, actually. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, the other place I go quite a bit because I've got some musician friends is, is I go over to the Forest of Dean there's quite a good scene over there. Well, one of the things I just yeah. want to touch on Alison uh, with you was just uh, I know in the past that you've worked with people who have addictions and in particular drug yeah. rehabilitation yeah the last few months must have been a really difficult time for people like that and I know you haven't dealt with it in, the, in recently no. but it, it must be something no, I mean, on your mind. It has a bit. I mean, I've been, the one thing I have been doing is I used to work for a mental health charity most recently and I've been doing a bit of telephone volunteering for them. And it's really very mixed, interestingly, because some people who are very depressed and anxious, this has made them worse. Other people, because for the first time, a much wider group of people are kind of sharing that experience of depression and anxiety, they've actually found it not exactly liberating, but the fact that they've been able to offer support to friends who would normally be offering support to them, I think they found quite helpful. I know some of the people I've spoken to with, with self-harming behaviours and suicidal thoughts, unfortunately, those have been made much worse by the situation, particularly people where they were then not necessarily able to get food or medicines when they wanted it, although that I think that's now been pretty much evened out. But I, th I think there has been an, an issue with, with drugs, particularly because people haven't necessarily been able to get what they would normally get. And also what, what you always tend to get at times like this is that you get an uncertain supply. And so somebody's using something at one strength and then suddenly when they do get some more, it's either much weaker or much stronger than they're expecting. And so that creates problems. And obviously with people being taken off the streets into hotels and that, if they're homeless, there's issues about that with people suffering from it and and the other issue of course is is that alcohol 
consumption has gone up hugely while people have been in lockdown and and I'd, I'd certainly have some concerns there about people not necessarily becoming alcoholic but certainly their drinking going up to a harmful level because people tend to not notice what they're drinking so much when they're at home than in the in the pub I, I think the services certainly the the volunteering I've been doing the service I've I've been working with they really have been going all out to make sure that they are catching people and that they are being in touch with people and even if they can't see people directly face to face they're keeping in touch with them enough and getting food and things sorted out so there's there's a big volunteer effort out there we haven't really talked about your songs and your music, the, the things you actually write, Alison. Now, think, thinking about the, the drug theme, now one of your one of my favourite songs of yours is, is <laughs> the one which talks in a comedy fashion about various drugs and the, the yes. side effects and, and the, the issues yes. that follow with them. But at the same time, you you write some very serious songs as well. And yes. I know when you're doing a gig, you, you somehow manage to strike the balance between being able to play a very serious song and then link that into a kind of a comedy yes. song. I just wondered, how, how do you describe your music to people who, who aren't familiar with it? I tend to say I've got an incurably frivolous streak. So sometimes even when I'm quite angry about something, it'll come out in a humorous way. I mean, the song you were talking about, Groovy Little Song About Drugs, I wrote that because at the time I was working with parents and carers in drugs and alcohol. And we also had a young people's drug service. And it was at the point when the government's message to young people was just say no. Well, anybody who's worked with young people know that if you say to them, just say no, they'll go... and go off and do whatever it is. So I I wanted to write a song which was sort of funny, but did get the point across that drugs can actually do you some quite serious harm. So that's, that's how that came about. It just depends. I mean, sometimes I, I sort of feel very passionate about something and it comes out quite seriously, as you say. And then other times it'll be just as passionate, but it might be funnier. It just, it just depends on the subject matter, I think. We asked you to pick a track um, from a, a local yes. artist and you've picked uh, Luke Philbrick, haven't you? Yes. Do you yes. Tell us about mean, him? This was really hard because there's so many good local musicians. I mean, there were one or two like the Black Feathers that I kind of didn't pick just because they are nationally known now. And in the end, I just put, I, I did the absolutely traditional thing. I just put a load of musicians I liked into a hat, rustled it round and out came Luke Philbrick. Luke um, is a musician I've known probably for about, four or five years now he's he's an amazing blues guitarist and singer from the forest of dean sometimes goes out as a solo musician but he he also has a a sort of changing band of musicians that he goes out with and it's I mean, it's completely and utterly different in style to what I do but I just love his voice and I love the music and uh, I like to share it with other people so that more people get to know about him I like the sound of a little bit of blues so that's interesting oh it's it's very Oh, it's, it's, you're, you're, well, I hope you'll love it. I do. I mean, I, I go and see him whenever I get the chance, and he's, he's a fantastic musician. I say, my day, yeah. Oh, I'm not by tomorrow. All I want you
do is bury me when I die. Oh, well, 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 what can I eat? Okay, so that track was, I'm going to get this right, I'm going to read this. So that was uh, Luke Philbrick featuring Nahir Keskin, and it was recorded at the Kulter Palace in Hanover a couple of years ago, and that track is called In My Time of Dying. So it's got an amazing vocal, amazing guitarist, and uh, he, does, he doesn't just do soloist and duo stuff, he works with skiffle bands and all kinds of stuff. So if you see the, the name Luke Philbrick, you want to check him out because you don't know what you're going to get when you go to see him. And I wanted to ask you, just as my voice of knowledge and, and news, I've been hearing that we can now have live music in the open air. Is that correct? Yes, it is. But there are no plans for me to do anything anytime soon. <laughs> you're still limited to 30 people, as I understand it, unless you're doing those sort of drive-in open air events. I think the Europeans are doing very well at marking out marks on the ground and you sit inside your circle or your square. Or today I saw Love Hearts, which are very sweet. Oh, that's in Bristol Hearts. at Queen Square, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So there is, people are being really proactive with it. But if you don't have a space to do it, it's very difficult to do it. So you're finding that councils and stuff are organising events or third parties organising events in spaces that are publicly owned rather than venues or, or pubs doing it. It's definitely a really positive step, especially if you haven't seen your friends. It's a really great opportunity to go out and start being feeling more normal which we're all desperate to achieve. <laughs> which it does feel like we're slightly getting to, towards something that's a bit more normal now. So you're not aware of any events going on in the area? Are there any big things that are starting up? Any venues doing anything? Not that I'm aware of currently. There is going to be something at the Town Hall in Trowbridge at the end of August. However, we're just in that preliminary stage where we're looking at it and what, what it's going to take to pull that event off. So more news on that hopefully on next week's podcast well that's something to look forward to so we've got some news coming up we've already got our guests confirmed this is very organized of you mate very organized. i know i'm i'm knocking it out of the park now yeah definitely yeah but it's um, taken 16 weeks <laughs> <laughs> uh, if anybody does want to send us uh, any tracks then our email address is sheerisolation at gmail.com we've had uh, a fair few tracks come in there which i'm going to leave for you to listen to tonight kieran yeah it's fine so that's that give you something to do while you're eating your burrito yes i'm gonna do that in just a minute <laughs> literally a minute yes we have a minute left on this meeting so we we should we should hand off that has been a lovely podcast as ever thank you very much for uh, rushing home from work to join me that's an absolute pleasure john and i will just tell you that your your friend the gentleman you just talked about there from hanover i used to live in hanover because i was born in germany so with that adios i should have said it in german should i <laughs> i will and with that i'll be the same <laughs> <laughs> no, you've ruined that mate that was incredible what a way to end the podcast <laughs>